0: Hi, this is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. And we are looking at Numbers 16. It gives us a picture of how Moses dealt with problems. Moses was not a pushover. Moses had history. He had been a general in the Egyptian army. He had led battles through certain places and was victorious. He had skills that people knew about. Of course, they say that he wasn't that great about speaking to people, but he also carried with him a means of projecting his authority. So when Korah gets together with all of these council members, they make a specific plan. And when they come to Moses, they actually know what they're going to say. And this is what Korah's main issue is. He says, Moses, you've gone too far. Everyone in this whole camp is holy, not just you. You and Aaron are setting yourselves above the congregation. You're putting yourself above us, and that is not right. All of us are equal. When you break down those three comments, it's a problem of jealousy. These people are wanting to be on the same plane, as Moses and Aaron and later on in the story Moses does talk about that he says what do you want to be the priests and so you find that there is a reason behind chorus issues they're not just these little tiny ideas like hey I didn't get enough food or I didn't get enough sheep from you you, you ripped me off or these little petty things this is a big thing It's so big that Moses' response to this problem is different than other responses that he had with other issues. And this is the point of this story, really. It comes at you right at the very beginning. Moses, when he sees all the people coming, he immediately, before he does anything else, He falls to the ground, puts his face down, and begins to worship. The problem Moses is facing is not just one of quick response, easy answer. It's an overwhelming wave of issues that looks a bit beyond comprehension. Like, where did this come from? How am I going to solve this problem? In our lives, as Christians, as believers, we have problems every day, little problems, but very seldom do we face a catastrophic issue that challenges our existence, our place, who we are in Christ. I've had, looking back, probably one or two things that have happened over the years, one, That was very devastating and I just found myself going directly like Moses to the Lord and worshiped at his feet. Problems can cause fear. Problems cause stress. When people are threatened, Normally, if they don't believe in God, if they're threatened or they're thinking they're going to die or some incredibly bad thing is going to happen, sometimes they go right to God and say, Lord, where are you? I need you. Other people who are probably Christians or have been believers for a long time, they go directly to their Bible, open the the scriptures that they know, and they begin reading those scriptures or they begin to go into a place of supplication and prayer where they begin to ask the Lord, what can I do, what will you do for me? Those are all good places. That's, those are things that every believer needs to learn to do. But in some cases, when things are so large and so unmanageable, there's almost not a word or a sentence to describe how you're feeling. And that's when people will come to the Lord and they'll bow down before him. When they're extremely stressed, confronted, and they have no solutions, many will say, oh, this is where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna worship God right now. Moses knew that lesson. He knew that it wasn't just the time to quote the laws of God, even though he'll get to that later. He doesn't go right to intercession He doesn't stand up and begin to speak out knowledge that he has. And he had a lot of that. He doesn't do anything because the problem is overwhelming. It's a different situation. So he goes to the Lord immediately for results, for the answer. And I have to compare this with Matthew 26. Matthew 26 talks about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. He has the disciples there with him, but he they fall asleep. They're not even part of the process, but Jesus goes into the garden and he's facing an extremely large challenge. He knows what's coming. He knows the cross is ahead of him. And he goes to that garden and the first thing he does is he throws himself down on the ground and begins to worship his father. The magnitude of the problem was probably much greater than what Moses was facing, but Moses's reaction was the same. And so you see that Joshua and Peter, for instance, they could have responded in similar ways as well. Joshua could have rose up against Korah and wanted to fight the guy over this issue. Let's just get this over with. Let's do it man on man and solve this problem. But you don't see Joshua saying that. But when Jesus gets up and they're at the the garden, the soldiers come, Peter jumps up with a sword and he takes off the ear of one of the soldiers. Now, Peter was really either a great swordsman or else he was really a bad swordsman. If he's good, he did it on purpose. If he's really bad, he accidentally missed the guy's head and took off his ear. Either way, that was not the answer. That was not the answer to this problem, nor would it have been Joshua's answer. The answer to both problems was worship. God wanted Moses to be in a place of complete abandonment at his feet, worshiping him. That was the answer. It was an answer that Joshua would learn later when he was on his way to Jericho, ready for the battle. Instead, he meets the Lord of heaven's armies and he bows down before him. Jesus does the same thing. He portrays the life of Moses. He gives us the same picture when he goes to the garden and instead of supplicating before or talking, or preaching, or whatever he could have done, he went to the place of worship. If we can learn this lesson from these two, we'll find ourselves in life in a better place. We are going to face issues in life that are going to be larger than anything we've ever faced before. Our choices will be, do we fight against this? Do we pray against this? Do we call out scriptures? Do we call out our authority and say, this is who we are? You can't do this to us. Do we try to protect ourselves? In a situation like that, the Lord would say, no, you need to bow before me and worship me. Let me come and be your deliverer. Moses understood the deliverance of God. And when he saw all the people coming, he realized to himself that God is the only answer here, and I'm going to submit to him, I'm going to worship him. I believe Jesus was saying the same thing. Jesus knew what was coming, he knew how immense it would be, and he surrendered himself in worship before his Father. God doesn't want us to worship him always out of fear, but he wants us to worship him in confidence. Moses was confident in God's person, his power, his ability to control a situation. We go before him in the same way. When we bow before him in the place that we have, the issue that we are facing, we're coming to him in confidence. We're not telling God how to do it. We're not saying, God, I'm bowing because I want you to do this for me. I'm bowing before you because I know that you have the answer to my problem. Every Christian, every lo- person that loves God can bow before him and should bow before him with that confidence knowing that God is is going to meet you in that place of sacrifice, in that place of offering, in that place of true worship where His presence dwells.